You're listening to Women in Wellness, a program to help you create gorgeous growth for your blissful business in health and wellness. I'm Dr. Gabby, holistic health expert and founder of Women in Wellness, a one-of-a-kind course and community designed to empower and inform you about how to build a purposeful and profitable holistic business. And today, I have a really fun guest here with us, <laughs> Suzanne Hanna. <laughs> Suzanne is a healer, visionary writer, and inspirational speaker. She's the founder and creator of the Wilderness Walk Movement and Walk Fest. Her mission is to bring together like-minded individuals who are committed to healing themselves and the world. What a cool mission. <laughs> Yay, and I'm so... <laughs> they just heal the world, no big yeah. deal. Um, well, it, and it's, it's interesting because it's really about, we, we're doing it anyway. Anybody out there who's committed to healing themselves are already healing the world. It's just trying to get more of us who would be willing to be committed to healing themselves so that we can heal the world in a much more global, sustainable way. So that, that's a huge passion of mine and commitment of mine. And I've been doing this work for 20 years and I just have seen the evolution of the healing um, sort of paradigm shifting and changing over the course of the last 20 years. So yes, it is, it is what really excites me for sure. Yeah. Remember way back when, 20 years ago, when we used to tell people what we did and they would be like, <laughs> I don't want to sit next to this girl. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's really funny. I'll tell you a really funny story. I never told people I, when I, when I went out on a date, you never tell people what you do. I used to go on a date and they'd say, okay, what do you do for a living? I'm a psychotherapist. Oh, okay. Well, let's get the check. Either that or they'd say, can you like fix me? Can you, you know, and I'm like, yeah. But yes, so many things have changed. And what used to be taboo or what used to feel like a stigma or what used to feel like only people with issues or problems do that kind of work has become much more mainstream, which I'm excited about and I'm so grateful for. I still think we have a ways to go, and I think that is why I'm so grateful for people like you who are out there spreading the word, because I do feel that there's still so many people out there that are not awake and still asleep, and I think it's starting to change because as the chaos in the world gets greater it's waking more and more people up so i'm grateful for that but yeah i i, I am so happy that more and more people are walking this path so yes, yes. so um the wilderness walk and the walk fest that started with your own journey of walking yes Yes, it's interesting because when I say that to people, people go like, so what does that mean exactly? Do you walk people through the woods? And basically, I will tell you a really long story in a very short um, form. About a decade ago, I hit a complete emotional bottom in my own life. And I was in a really unhealthy relationship. I was what I call dying a certain emotional death. And I know we've all been there in different aspects of our lives, whatever the catalyst might be, may be different or the story may be different, but we all know what it's like to hit a bottom. We all know what it's like to feel that we are being called to make a very scary change. And for me, it was like the perfect storm. 
and I was a therapist at the time, which made it even more difficult because I felt like a fraud. You know, I felt like here I am speaking to 40 people every week, going on the speaking circuit, doing all of these other things when my own life was a mess. Um, and I know that a lot of people who are listening to this can relate to that part too. And what happened for me was I synchronistically got this 10 week old golden retriever puppy who became really my greatest inspiration teacher and muse. And I remember there was this particular day that I was watching her and I said, that's how I wanna live my life. I wanna live my life so in the moment, so exuberant, so alive. And I realized that there were, I was just watching time go by. I wasn't truly living, I was existing. And so part of what I felt called to do and inspired to do was to hike with her and to travel with her. So over the course of three years, I hiked a thousand miles across the United States on a completely solo journey. I kept a blog and I had no contact with anyone from my life for the periods that I would journey and travel. But it was really through that experience. It was the biggest breaking open experience of my life. And what I say, what was once a black and white movie became like technicolor in a matter of that journey. And what I realized is that through immersing myself in unnerving solitude. And when I say unnerving solitude, when you spend 10 hours a day in the vast wilderness of the United States, um, every voice in your head gets louder. And you start to see and feel things that you've never knew existed or experienced. But it was through that journey that I got still enough that I was able to hear where I was being called to go. And everything unfolded. I channeled everything through the course of that journey. And what I realized is that each of us have a wilderness within us. You know, we have that daunting forest of perpetual unknowns. We have the, you know, mountains that we need to climb. And there is, what happens for people is because many of us have used nature metaphors throughout decades. And I was fascinated with the hero's journey and what the hero's journey was all about. And what I knew that we all needed to do at some point or another in our lifetime is to go on this quest, to go on the hero's journey. Some of us do it willingly. Some of us need to get knocked upside the head several times before we do it. But it is the most profound experience when we commit to going into the unknowns and really looking at what are all of the things that have kept us stuck, kept us hidden, the things we've denied, the things we've numbed, the things that we've run from. And when we can face those things head on, A, they no longer frighten us, and B, that's where the deepest truth and wisdom lies in our experience. And it's not so much about bringing you know, darkness to the light, it's about bringing light to the darkness. And the darkness has so much wisdom. And as human beings, we are made up and comprised of both dark and light. And we have to get to a point 
where we can embrace and accept all of that. You know, we talk about in the healing world, this concept of wholeness. Well, what is wholeness? Wholeness is the integration of both dark and light. And so as healers and as visionaries and as coaches and as therapists, I believe that our greatest mission in this world is to integrate both aspects of the people we work with, but it has to start with ourselves. I mean, I believe that we can't teach what we don't learn. And, and so for me, doing that and taking that journey and embracing that was the greatest, the greatest shift in my life, not only personally, but professionally. So now what I do is I lead people on guided heroes journeys into the wilderness within them and also within the, the wilderness without so, um, so that we can really get to a place of our deepest truth and our deepest knowing. Nice. So, yeah. A lot of the things that you're saying are echoing the themes of my dissertation. I don't know if I told you that my doctoral dissertation was about women healers and I interviewed okay. women healers <laughs> and I'm hearing a lot of the, the similarities. Okay, so you originally trained as a psychotherapist and now you use this beautiful wilderness metaphor and the power of nature and all these things. So you've kind of found a niche or a specific orientation around mental and emotional health that's kind of special. Mm-hmm. And you're talking right before we got on the call about the different kinds of practitioners to, that listen to this conversation and how they're doing something in health and wellness and fitness and whatever. And do you think that it's important that you kind of narrow down to that thing that really speaks to you um, and that special way that you can serve uh, your clients as opposed to being like a generalist, I help everybody with everything? Like, is there... Has this shaped your practice in a way that you think um, is a good model for other practitioners? You know, I I call myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur because I do have a lot of different passions, but I do believe that those passions can be integrated into a certain service. So I don't believe that we have to choose one little thing to do, but I do think that we need to figure out and to really hone in what are our greatest strengths, what are our unique gifts and talents, and, and this is the biggest key again, because I, I, this took me a while to learn, but I was the type of person who was driven to be successful and what that meant to be successful. And that didn't mean that I necessarily would do something that I love. And I loved being a psychotherapist, but in many ways I felt it incredibly confining. And when I started doing the wilderness walks and I started coaching and I started doing other aspects of things that I loved to do that made me feel alive, that really lit me up, that's when everything sort of fell into place for me. And I had a very successful career, but what wasn't happening was I didn't feel energized. I didn't feel juiced. I didn't feel like I was doing something that I was truly called to do. But I will tell you that my training as a psychotherapist, my training as a psychodramatist, my training as a nutritionist, 
my training and all of those other aspects have served me so well in doing what I do now. And I would not, I would not do what I do as effectively as I do it if I didn't have all those passions and I didn't have all of those trainings and I didn't have all those gifts. Um, does that make sense? Am I, am I kind of- Yeah, kind of definitely. Like I mean, something that I hear a lot when I talk to women who are at the beginning of their journey is I love all these things. I don't know what to choose. I don't know what direction to go. How do I do all of these things and bring it together in a way that makes sense? Mm -hmm. um, how do I explain that to other people? And I like the way that you talk about how you have the multiple certifications and that you draw on pieces all that now and you kind of customize an experience for people that lets you yeah. use all of those different talents and skills. And that sounds very creative and I'm sure it stimulates you know, your creative brain to be able to put all of that together. So I think there's something that happens, like you found that after some time of trying, you know, the staying within the confines of psychotherapy, right? And then going, ah, this doesn't feel so good. And then kind of moving until you found what works for you. Is that kind of what it was like? Yeah, and I would say even beyond just the certifications, for me, it was getting really clear about what I was uniquely created for. So for instance, I have always, since I was about five years old, have known, not in the terms that I know it now at that point, but I've always been a truth teller. It's something that I have always been and done. I've also been one of those people who is a very um, empathetic listener. I've also always been um, someone who has felt things very deeply. But I think the, but this is where I think we get lost, is that we spend so much time searching externally for, okay, let me try this, this sounds interesting. Let me try this, this sounds interesting. And we don't spend enough time internally and really looking at what am I uniquely good at? What have I been doing probably for my whole life that I just really never knew I was doing? And all of those things now feed my business. I mean, people will say to me all the time, it's like, wow, you don't hold any punches. You, you speak the truth. And I say, yeah. And that's never something I needed a certification to do. That is something that I just have always seen. I've been very intuitive and I see things very clearly and I can cut through the BS. But I didn't have to be trained to do that. That was a God given gift and I am so grateful for that and I think we all have those and I, I think that we don't put enough emphasis on that because we're so driven as a society to be like I've got to learn something I've got to be trained in something and trust me I am all about training um, like I said I have multiple certifications but we also have to really see what am I uniquely and innately gifted at that I can bring. One of the things I'm also innately gifted at is, I mean, I'm a shaman, but before I became a shaman, I knew that I could communicate with nature. 
I just always knew that from a really young age. I can communicate with animals. I always knew that from a really young age. It wasn't until I went through the trainings that I got the languaging for it, but we really need to be able to do our own personal journeys, quests, excavation to see what, what was I born to do? What am I, what do I not even have to think about that comes so easily to me that if I'm in a conversation with somebody, I can hone right in because I will tell you, people are called to be healers because there's something that they've been given that will afford them the ability to serve. So we just got to figure out what that is and then get out of our own way <laughs> to do it. And the way we get out of our own way is by confronting our fear, you know, our doubt, our shame, all of that kind of stuff that gets into the way, gets in the way and blocks us from full expression. Yes. I totally agree. I hear from a lot of people that they need the license and the certification and the degree and all of these things in order to feel validated that they yeah. can work with their gifts that they naturally have. Yeah. And what I hear you saying is like, no, you already have the gift. <laughs> like you can use the gift already. Mm -hmm. So like, do you think that there's a certain kind of permission in that that like you don't need a university or a guru or somebody to say, I grant you this shaman title, now I'll go be a shaman. Like, do you think that there's a certain kind of permission we can give ourselves to say like, no, this is my gift and, and I'm gonna use this in my work? Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's probably one, when I work with people, it's the thing that comes up the most is, I need that external validation to, feel that I am qualified or good enough to be able to be of service to others. And again, I think certifications are good and I think that they have a purpose, but there is no certification in the world that is going to be able to provide you with um, the ability to um, move through your own fear and move through your own self-doubt and move through your shame because I know people who have multiple certifications and still can't be successful in their businesses because there's something innately in them, there's some type of wounding in them that hasn't been fully healed so that they keep sabotaging themselves over and over and over again. And so what I would say is, Yes, the combination of your own self-exploration and what you're innately good at, and also maybe some fine-tuning through some um, training is, is also important to be able to feel like you can get out of the world and fully express. But don't do the training and not the internal work because it, the training isn't gonna help you to really stand in your power and stand in your ability to be of service. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I do, I think, it's, I think it's a combination to answer your question and not to focus on what you think you want to do, 
but really focus on what you know you were called to do. Mm -hmm. um, Which goes back to your saying about how you have to walk through all your shit until you get in a place where you can hear what it is. Right. I mean, right. it's like full circle, right? It's, you, you, you don't know that until you get enough of the chatter out of the way. Right. And I would add to that to receive it because like, for instance, my whole life, I've had people tell me, wow, Suzanne, you're really courageous. You have a lot of courage. I wish I had your kind of courage. And I thought, I don't see myself as a courageous person. I used to sleep with the light on in my room every night. I was petrified to leave a toxic relationship. I, don't, I never saw that. But other people saw it in me. And the truth was, I could never receive it. And it wasn't until I did my journey and I really was able to move through all of the blocks and resistance within me to receiving that information that now I can say, hell yeah, I'm courageous. But it took me a long time to get there and to be able to do that when people saw it in me all along. I mean, how many times do people tell us all the time the things that we're good at and we don't hear it because we're not receiving it? You know, so that's the key, you know, life is a series of mirrors. And if we're able to really look in the mirror and to see all the ways that people have been showing us all along, we wouldn't even question our gifts. We wouldn't. But it is until we can receive it and say, yeah, I can see that in me. That's the key because it doesn't matter what people say if we can't receive it. Nice. I like that. I think I'm getting more and more open to receiving those things. <laughs> I think it's a process. Yeah. Um, so what are you working on right now that excites you? I know that you've added this walk fest. Um, is that the sort of juice right now for you? <laughs> yeah. So for, for me, you know, after you're doing years of doing the wilderness walk, which is really focused on micro healing and individual healing, I really was felt called and juiced to do more macro healing. So basically WalkFest is um, the ability to take the same principles and practices that we use to heal individually and focus on ways that we can now heal the world. And the way that I do that, it's, it's not, it's interesting because people feel like, yeah, that's so huge, but it really isn't that big. It's just about calling more and more people together collectively to do the healing work individually, in their communities, in their families, in their relationships, in their businesses. If we can do that and shift old paradigms that are no longer working, then we have the ability to create sustainable change in the world. And that's, yes, that's my latest juice, so yeah. Nice, okay, so if people wanna find out about the Wilderness Walks or Walk Fest, or they just wanna, stare at pictures of you on the internet because you're so pretty. How do they do that? <laughs> um, thank you. I received that. Um, so basically, if you want to learn about the Wilderness Walk, you can go to thewildernesswalk.com. It's all one word, thewildernesswalk.com. I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, any of those other areas where you want to find me. And WalkFest, we've just started a new website. It's walkfestevent.com. 
walkfestevent.com, walkfestevent.com, again, all one word. So yeah, I would love any, anybody, I love anybody who has questions, and I offer a lot of free challenges around these kinds of things, so if anybody wants to participate in any of those kinds of things, I'm all for it. Yeah, thank you so Yay. much for spending some time with us. I feel like we went on a little walk together in this short time. <laughs> just just being a healer is a wilderness walk in and of itself. That's a tweetable we'll hashtag that. That's right. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can join the Women in Wellness Club at women-in-wellness.com.